Welcome to week five of Raider Nation podcast. Coach Bruner and I are continuing to have a blast doing this thing, and we're really looking forward to tonight's episode. It's something we've been talking about for several weeks. Got two very, very special guests on that we're going to introduce in a few minutes. But before we get started, Coach Bruner, tell me about your week. This may be the best week I've had, Coach. And I'm going to be honest with you. That's my second screw-up in three weeks, Coach. Oh, it's killing me. I'm okay. I'm all about recovery. It's not how we start. It's how we finish, all right? So, look, I forgot to unmute myself, but I'm going to be honest. We've had a great week. We've uh, gotten ourselves back on track at home with our schooling. Um, we've got some early Mother's Day presents that we're buying. So, hey, listen, all you fathers out there, all you boys out there, Make sure you get your Mother's Day presents bought. Um, but, no, it's been a good week, Coach. We've uh, gotten ourselves quarantined up, I think, with uh, the restrictions and whatnot going on in Georgia. We're going to have some interesting things come out. But, no, it's been a good – professionally, we've had some good meetings as far as what we're going to do uh, as far as returning to play football-wise. Um, GHSA, we've had some – I mean, it's been great. Dominic, your head coach has been on with us, and I'm kind of sneaking out who's going to be with us tonight. But Kirby Smart's been with us this week and, and talking a little bit about what their return to play protocol is going to look like. So, no, we, we're excited, I think, on the football side of things. More more positive stuff is coming out of that. But um, from the family side, we've had a great week, man. How about you, Coach? What are things looking like on you, and have you heard anything on your sports side? Nothing on the sports side. Uh, family's been good. You know, we experienced – something that uh, most parents at some point may have experienced in their lifetime, but it was a first for me. I have a uh, five-year-old that has been begging me for about a year to go to an automated car wash, and I'm pretty cheap. So if the car is going to be washed, it's usually going to be washed by me, or I'll get them out there. So it's been literally almost a year since she's been asking me every single time that we drive by an automated car wash, daddy, can we go to the car wash? Daddy, can we go to the car wash? And finally, you know what I thought I'm going to be the good father. I'm going to let her have some entertainment. I'm going to drop that $8 for a automated car wash. So we pulled in, we typed in our number the building and all of a sudden the machine started. And the machine wasn't too loud, but it was, I guess, super loud for a five-year-old. And for the next six minutes, she proceeded to scream as loud as she could. And my two-year-old, saw she was scared, so she started screaming. And then my six-year-old thought that was just the funniest thing in the world, that her two sisters were scared of the car wash. So she started laughing at the top of her lungs. So we got three girls screaming in some form or fashion, either out of complete fear or jubilation, whatever you want to call it, laughing at their two sisters for literally five, six minutes, whatever the car wash was. So I spent $8 to hear my three daughters scream, which was <laughs> what I was anticipating. So that was kind of the highlight of my week. And I'm out $8. So if any of our two guests that are on can loan me $8, that'd be great. But that's about it for me this week. This, as, as is, um, you're making me look bad. We have not started to think about Mother's Day yet, but I guess we'll get on that this week. Thanks for the reminder. Hey, good news. It's not happening yet, so we're trying to spread the word. We, uh, we, we, we cheat at my house. We buy Mother's Day presents the whole family can enjoy. So we bought my wife a stand-up paddle board. We're going to get used to that thing. So <laughs> Love it. Um, hey, we, I think uh, for us, you know, I, I, go ahead, coach. You're good. Go ahead. Yeah. I think for us, I mean, I'm, I'm just excited about us having this, this, this crew on this week. I think for, uh, you trying to ask for money coach, it's kind of, that's, that's kind of a low blow. These are college guys, coach. They don't have much money to loan you, you know? Well, I know it's, I know they might have some, uh, maybe some benefits like a uh, college T-shirt or maybe some gloves where they caught a touchdown, something like that. They got to have something. No doubt, no doubt. Well, look, we can't thank you guys enough for being on with us this week. I know y'all are busy. Um, Raider Nation podcast has been kind of taking off. We got some analytics this week on kind of how things were going, who's listening, where it's coming from, and 
for us, we're just excited to spread the word of, of, of what Walton High School is doing, um, how much we appreciate Walton High School. And we thought, what a better idea this week to bring on two of the uh, great Walton High School athletes. Um, I'm going to go ahead and introduce a guy that I kind of got to know really well and who's probably a bigger hero in my kids' eyes than I am. Um, I guess that's no doubt the case when they got big pictures of you on my on their walls and um, some days they won't even look at me. But uh, they got fat heads of this guy on their wall, man. They love him. They think they're his best buddy. Um, they got people in the neighborhood thinking that they're good buds. And um, I'm just so proud of him. I just think uh, what he's accomplished um, this past year as a, a freshman in college is, is phenomenal. Um, what he did at Walton, and I'm just going to speak on that, was just absolutely outrageously great I mean and it had nothing to do with the play it was just that what he did as a human being so I'm just so proud of of the humility um the the greatness I think everybody sees but who he is as a human being kind of goes beyond that so Dominic Blaylock thank you so much for being with us tonight you are uh, obviously proving to be a damn good dog so tell us how your quarantine's going and uh how's how's home treating you uh, it's doing good so far. Just staying home with family, uh, having some good uh, dinners and everything, and uh, uh, trying to recover my leg and uh, just just enjoying it so far. That's fantastic. So you uh, had a little, uh, I guess we'll call it a, a slight kind of bump in the road at the end of the season, and we're going to come back to that. Um, how has being at home affected your interaction with, with Georgia football? Are you guys doing things through through the Zoom? Are you guys kind of communicating through another source? Or how's that work for you guys? Uh, we're still on Zoom calls and everything. We're uh, Zoom calls for, like, all our school work and everything, uh, meetings, uh, football meetings and everything. And um, I'll be uh, talking to the trainers, and they'll send me, like, workouts I need to do for my leg. and. Uh, I just need to get on top of it, and uh, but everything else is going so good so far. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. Well, Coach Abney, tell us who you got on with us tonight. All right, special guest basketball. So I'm a little bit uh, going to show some bias towards him. I love Dom, but Blaine's my boy. Blaine McDonough is a uh, sophomore, and he plays at Merchant Marine Academy. And he's got a special story. We'll get into kind of his story and what takes place. It's a little bit different than a uh, typical college basketball player's schedule and routine and what the responsibilities he has. But we'll get into that later, as I said. But you know, Blaine was a senior my first year. And, you know, that's always difficult with a new coach coming in, somebody who uh, kind of wants his senior year to be special. But I can't say enough about – who Blaine was character-wise from a leadership standpoint. And it's always really good for a coach when your best player is also your hardest worker. Uh, there was no doubt, and all his teammates, all his senior class teammates, everybody from top to bottom would tell you he's by far the hardest worker. Uh, in my 14 years, hands down the hardest worker I've ever coached. So it's a pretty special thing for me to come in as the new coach and have – your leader, be your best player, and uh, the guy that, that led by example in the hard work category. So his senior year, the one year I did get to coach him, he averaged 17 points, 17 or 18 points. Um, four-year starter, excuse me, four-year varsity player. I think he started for uh, three of those years. You know, just a, a special guy. Happy that I got to coach him one year. Wish I could have coached him four. So, Blaine, welcome to our podcast. And just a little bit about um, what's been going on for you over this quarantine break is a little bit different than uh, most college students. Yeah, well, uh, thanks for having me on the podcast. I love what you guys are doing with everything, uh, giving something for people to listen to during this quarantine period. But uh, right now, I'm actually on a ship in Charleston, South Carolina. So uh, we'll talk about it later, but my school's a little bit different. Um, I'm on a C term right now is what we call it. So for the next eight months, I'll be uh, going from ship to ship and uh, just doing different work on there uh, while also continuing to do some schoolwork. I have some C projects I have to complete. 
So, but right now I'm in Charleston, um, just working every day from seven to three thirty on a shift, and uh, doing what I can to stay in shape and get some basketball work in on the side. So it's it's been a good a good quarantine period so far. It really hasn't affected me that much, um, just because I've been on a shift. But I uh, haven't really had a chance to go out into the into Charleston area, so that's that's been kind of a bummer. But yeah, it's been a it's been a quality uh, time for the last month or so, which I've been on here. So uh, yeah, it's been good. Awesome. Well, again, thanks for being on. I'm going to ask you a few more questions just about how how life is with mm-hmm. your situation a little later on. But I'm going to let Coach Bruner talk to Dom a little bit about uh, our next question, kind of get into your pick your brains a little bit. Man, Blaine, I'm excited. I uh, want to know more about Charleston, but unfortunately, you're not you're not getting to the city. My daughter's name is Charleston for a, uh, a pretty awesome reason. I met my wife there, but uh, uh, she's a nut. She's a nut. But her biggest fan is Dominic. So, Blaine, no offense. I got I got to move on. Just the man of the hour for her. She's gonna be upset if I don't ask these questions. So, Dom, tell us tonight. You know what? What do you miss about high school the most? And uh, you know what was your favorite high school memory? Do you have one specific memory? Uh, and if there's one thing about you know you miss from high school, let us know what that is. Uh, high school. Um, I mean, I miss a lot about high school. I miss seeing my friends every day. Um, I miss walking around in school, just having fun, learning about everything. Uh, I miss uh, playing football with all my boys. And uh, it was a fun experience. It was probably the best experience I've ever had. But um, a memory that I probably have enjoyed the most was probably playing North Gwinnett senior year and uh, beating them. And it was, it was just an awesome experience and uh, probably an experience that I will never forget. But it was, it was just awesome. That's fantastic. Uh, I got to say, Dom, I ain't going to forget that one either, man. That was uh, <laughs> pretty special. And just for the crowd out there, just to know kind of what kind of player Dominic was, I mean, when, when Dom tells you we can make this happen, you let him make it happen. And uh, I think he, uh, you know, really kind of took to what we were doing and trying to accomplish. And golly, just led by example in everything he did. And uh, he was a guy that you always want the ball in his hands. And I think George is kind of realizing that after his freshman year up there, but um, that that's really phenomenal. Blaine, tell us, tell us you, man. What, what about you? What do you miss most about high school, uh, high school sports memory? So what I miss most probably about high school is just the people. Uh, I had a really tight group of friends that I pretty much hung out with every day. And uh, now I don't get to see them except once every three or four months. So, uh, and also the culture, uh, I just miss the the Walton community and everyone everyone cares for each other everyone loves each other and it's uh, it's not something you see everywhere and I really haven't had a good appreciation for it until I left Walton and now I can look back on it and just uh, remember all the good memories I had there so that's probably what I miss most about about Walton and just East Cobb in general but uh, as far as memories I have two really good ones that I can remember. Um, the first one was my sophomore year. We were playing at Pope, and uh, it was my first time playing against Pope. And the place was packed out. It was probably half Walton kids, half Pope kids. And we were tied with 10 seconds to play. And uh, one, of our, our junior, one of our juniors at the time, Juan Cologne, he, uh, he dribbled the ball down. And he shot it from probably halfway between half court and three-point line. And I was standing under the basket trying to get a rebound, maybe get a tip in. But uh, he made the shot at the buzzer, and we beat Pope. And I just remember uh, everyone on the court and everyone on the bench running over to the, to the stu- our student section and just celebrating. And it was just a really awesome experience. And my other one would have to be my senior year. We were playing Woodstock at home. And uh, it was for a bid to the state tournament, which we hadn't gone to the state tournament in four years. Uh, I was a senior and there was five other seniors and none of us had had an opportunity to play in the state tournament yet. And uh, so we we ended up winning the game at home and under a big, pretty big crowd. And uh, I just remember going to the Ox gym and we just running around celebrating, cheering. 
And uh, Coach Adam came in a few minutes later screaming. And then after him, my, uh, my friends that were at the game, they came running into the Ox gym, running around. And uh, it was just one of the best memories I've ever had and uh, something I'll never forget for sure. That's awesome, man. I think uh, for, for me, just the community, the, the special touch that you had. Uh, but for everybody listening, the, the, the friendship, the thing that you have at high school, the thing you have at Walton uh, is special, man. The group of friends you've got is just unique. And I know for me, those are my best friends in this world. And I know some say your best times are in high school, your best times are in college. But, um, golly, I think there's so many people that come out of Walton who feel like their best friends they, they really make and their, their crew, their boys that they're going to have forever or because they come out of Walton with. So uh, that's phenomenal. Um, Coach Abney, what you got from here, man, man? Blaine, I don't know if you listened to the podcast. I think it was the first one when we asked that same question to each other, Coach Bruner and I. It was. It was. That was one of my two, was that y'all's senior year being able to to beat Woodstock and go to the state tournament. Uh, the school had actually not been in seven years. You guys had obviously not been at, at all during your high school career. Uh, but I, I can still remember it like it's yesterday, going into that nasty aux gym and just screaming. And normally when you heard me scream, it was not good, fun, exciting screams. So uh, definitely a great memory. Most importantly, it was fun to see you six seniors uh, get some – deserved success and deserved recognition that you had uh, just kind of busted your tail for so long, especially you guys had been in the program since sixth grade. So definitely one of my most favorite memories and always will be with you guys being my first class uh, to coach. Moving on, Blaine, we'll go ahead and continue with you. Give Dom a little bit of time to think on this one. Tell us in your experience in your two years, Dom's got one year, you got two years under your belt in college. What's the biggest difference between high school and college, both athletically and from an academic standpoint, that you've been able to the last two years? As far as academically, I think the, uh, the stress level is a little bit higher in college just because I have, I have a little bit more on my plate with the regiment uh, and academics and basketball and trying to kind of manage my time. Um, I feel like I've always got something to do and uh, just – really just uh, the time. I feel like I have a little bit less time than I did in high school to work on school and work on my basketball. Um, so that's as far as academically, just time, amount of time I have, I feel like I have a little bit less in college. And for uh, athletically, for basketball, my freshman year, I really noticed that, um, I mean, I was playing against really strong guys. Like these, I was playing against growing men, 22, 23-year-old men that are, that are seniors. And it was uh, kind of – I kind of got shell-shocked as, as a young freshman. And just the pace of the game, the pace is a little bit faster in college. Uh, everyone's a little bit more skilled. I remember we had a meeting my – maybe my second week into the season, and uh, my coach called me in and was like, if you, if you want to play for our team, I, uh, I need you to be able to shoot, shoot threes. And Coach Abney can attest to this. I, I probably didn't shoot outside of five feet in high school. So I, uh, I really had to work hard and learn how to shoot threes and shoot them comfortably in, in games And uh, because everyone can shoot threes. I mean, at, at this stage of the game, it's, I feel like every scouting report we looked at, it's every center has range out to the three-point line. And high school, it's not something we really saw. Mostly the fours and the fives in high school were, were more just post-up guys. You really didn't have to worry about them stepping out. So I think just having to – to work on the versatility of my game and uh, get a little bit stronger because I was playing much bigger guys. Those are probably the biggest changes that I saw uh, from high school to college. Cool. I think Dom will probably attest to this as well. And you said it, it just the time management issue, the, the kind of the, the ability for your coach or the people in charge of your academics or the people that are in charge of your workforce, just how they monopolize your time and a whole lot of free time and it really is and Dom hopefully you can speak to this as well being a little more of a traditional college athlete uh, just how much time goes into being both a college player and a college student so Blaine thanks for your sharing and your perspective on the, the difference in those two Dom give us your perspective how is high school different both from a sports standpoint and academics um 
probably the biggest thing about uh, the, each of them is probably uh, managing your time. Um, I know it's hard for me. I have to like manage those opportunities to go take a nap or like get some sleep at night. But um, probably through academics, it's a uh, it's a little bit more challenging trying to figure out what do you want to do later on in in your life and uh, what you want to major in and everything. It's more it's more realistic in college. But um, for uh, sports standpoint, it's probably all of the like competitiveness through uh throughout like each section of the sports and uh it's much more harder you're playing like like blaine said you're playing with grown men out there and uh they're a lot more bigger than high school but you just gotta feel like figure out which what, you, what you're gonna do and uh man up about it but that's probably my uh perspective in that this is kind of off off topic here uh dom but off the top of your head what in one year what was your what was the craziest place it might have been in Athens, but the craziest game in terms of just the fans going crazy? What was it this past year for you? Um, probably that I experienced was probably the Notre Dame game. It's uh, It was like the first biggest game of the year, and it was at home. And um, it was just electric out there. And uh, that's, when, that's when the whole stadium, everybody experienced it. Uh, the whole stadium went red. And it was, it was just a like, fun time just being out there on the field, just experiencing, like, a whole bunch of fan base just, like, cheering you on. And so it was just awesome. Cool. Very nice. Oh, I love it. Hey, look, and man up, call it woman up. I don't – whatever. Walton up is what we're going to start calling it. I tell you what, I think when you get out there and you get to college, whether it's as a student or as an athlete, our whole goal is you get on that field. And, yes, we are competing with grown men. And grown women, whether it's in the classroom or on the athletic field, we are going to Walton up and we are going to prevail, man. And you guys have both done that. And I love that, man. I really do. Um, just kind of gets me fired up. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and go back to you, Dom. So get ready, man. I, I want to know, you know, you may have given us the best, but, and this doesn't have to be that same experience. Tell us the best and worst thing about playing college sports. Is it trying to manage the time? Um, you know, I think there's, you know, you guys are both in different situations uh, as far as where you're at in your in your playing career and, and, and obviously your collegiate career. But, you know, you've got pros and cons. You've got goods and bads to what you do. Uh, I think everybody constantly looks at the good things. So tell us maybe first the, the worst thing that you do in your collegiate career, playing sports, and then the best thing about it. Uh, uh, probably the worst thing about – I guess college sports is, yeah, probably managing your time. Um, I mean, if you play a sport in college, it takes up a lot of your time. And uh, you just got to figure out, like, where you're going to do, like, your schoolwork, um, the time you're going to take a nap or something. But that's probably the worst thing. But the best thing probably about it is um, just being on campus. And I guess you know that you're, like, you're, you're a sport player and you have – I would say you would have a lot of like freedom since you're a sport player and you got like a bunch of advantages of like getting resources and the teachers basically helping you out. And because they know you're like a sport player and you have like, you're struggling, but um, that's probably the worst and best thing about college sports. So, so tell me about the time commitment, Dom. How, how much time are you putting in on your athletic stuff um, that most people may not realize, you know, I know you guys get that, great resources you get uh help with with tutors and, and other things like that but tell tell the general public kind of about how much time you put in on a weekly basis uh maybe in season to to just your athletic endeavors and and not even including your uh academic stuff um yeah probably throughout each day um you gotta some some people wake up in the morning and they have i guess workout groups and then from workout groups, you got to go to uh, practice and team meetings. So that's like probably like three to three to seven or so. And then after that, you usually have tutoring and stuff. But like, I guess I guess it's all for the best and see how you uh, handle it and everything. But that's that's probably the point right there. That's awesome. So, I mean, I think, you know, the, the, the big thing to realize is these college athletes, they get out there and you know, 
it's tough. I mean, I think the the time commitment to trying to be a successful and, and bona fide athlete is, is, is really, you know, a serious commitment, but also the academic piece that goes into it is uh, tremendously another uh, piece of the puzzle that, that I think sometimes goes um, kind of under the radar. There's a lot of time that goes into trying to make sure we're making grades and, and being where we need to be. And uh, Blaine, you can probably speak on this, you know, a little differently, but tell us the best and worst things about you as far as uh, being, you know, sports you know I think for you you're in a different situation uh, your responsibility is a little bit uh, probably bigger in a lot of ways uh, as far as your responsibility with your school goes but uh, spell this out to us a little bit more my man yeah so uh, probably the worst thing about playing college sports uh, would have to be I agree with Dom it's have to be just the amount of time that you have to do other things like in season, your your friends are. I'm 30 minutes from New York City. I'm 30 minutes from the beach on the North Shore, of Long Island. And there's uh, every every weekend, your friends are going out and doing things. And you're and when you're in season, you really don't have time for anything except for basketball and academics. And so for four or five months, every day you're just worrying about basketball, how you're going to get better, um, the next team that you're playing, and then academics, uh, what you're going to do in the classroom, how you're going to keep your grades up in the season. And then also the regiment takes up some time. So we have meetings, uh, we have regimental functions, we have meetings with uh, with our admiral, our superintendent, and um, just takes up a lot of time. So when you're in season, you really don't have time to do anything else. That's probably the worst thing uh, about playing college sports. But best thing would be for me is just fulfilling a lifelong goal of playing college athletics. I mean, ever since I was a little kid, I wanted to play basketball in college, basketball or baseball. and I'm lucky and fortunate enough to be able to play uh, at the college level. And uh, I love the game and just being able to go out and practice and play every day with pretty much multiple games every week in season is just an awesome experience. And uh, it's, a, it's a competition level that you really don't get to see if you're, if you're playing pickup or if you're just playing with your friends. So just that competition level I love and being able to go out and play against some really talented teams is is something that I, I really enjoy and look forward to every week. Blaine, what what level is uh, is Merchant Marine Academy? Is it Division Three? Yeah, it's D three. Yep. Yeah, and that's yeah. I think just for the for everybody out there that's listening, I mean, Division Three is great sports. I mean, I, I I always tell people I'm Division Three for life. You know, I I, uh, I went and played Division Three football, had some opportunities at, at some other uh, other levels, but felt like the best thing for me was to go play Division Three and. Um, it was the best decision ever I could have made in my life. And, uh, you know, so I, I guess perspective is out there for everyone. Um, you know, you walk through this, Coach Abney's D3 for life. You want to know you're over there, Barry College, right? So uh, for us, I mean, I think you, you look at the different college experiences. We all have got different things that we kind of, you know, take into account as we go through these processes. They're all different. Um, but, golly, don't, don't let a dream die because there's opportunities out there that you're going to fulfill because of some maybe dreams that you're chasing and uh blaine do you think you know because of you chasing this this college athletic career helped you get to somewhere where maybe you may not have otherwise arrived you know had has athletics been a vehicle to get you to a place where you may not have thought you were going to get to earlier on in life definitely i mean uh it athletics really taught me how to to work hard because i i really didn't work that hard in academics in middle school and beginning part of high school and but I, I really worked hard in basketball and and my parents uh they helped me uh in the classroom they helped me they taught me how to work hard uh especially when I got to high school just to to be able to get to a good college that I want to go to and uh athletics really helped me uh helped me get into the school number one that I probably wouldn't be able to get into otherwise but yeah, it definitely helped me just uh, give me a chance to play at the college level and uh, playing in a service academy too, which I definitely wouldn't have, have expected 10 years ago, freshman year of high school. So uh, it's, it's really an awesome opportunity, and I'm grateful for it. Cool. Blaine, before I ask you the next question, I want to ask an academic-related question. You were a, a pretty high-achieving student at Walton, and now you, you've mentioned that not so much maybe the academics and how hard it is, but just the time to focus on your academics. Would you say that the question that Walton has of being a really high academic tough 
is something that has helped you? And have you seen your teammates or your other shipmates who may have not gone to as good of school as you did? Is that have you seen that make a difference? I have, I have for sure. I think I definitely had a leg up when I got to college. Um, just in, and we had a uh, a bunch of just common ed courses that uh, like calculus and things like that that Walton really prepared me for. And uh, I was able to do pretty well in those classes when some, some other kids in my class, some kids on the basketball team were, uh, weren't able to do as well. They had to work a little bit harder. So going to Walton helped me for sure. And uh, it really gave me a leg up on ac academics and how to succeed and uh, gave me just a, a good background of knowledge to, to use when I got to college. So it definitely helped me out. Cool. Cool. Well, I know Dr. Melanda will be, and Miss McNeil, who is your principal, be excited to know that our reputation is is being backed up even at a uh, academy school. So my my most interesting question that I've been kind of wanting to ask you, uh, you've told me a little bit about this just in our conversations over the last couple of years, but maybe within a two or three minute time frame, Blaine, if you could tell everybody that has no idea what a Merchant Marine Academy player and student goes through in a four-year period. Kind of speak on what happens before and after your season and the requirements as they kind of increase throughout your four years. It's just a, a really interesting process, and I think it would uh, bode well if everybody kind of really <laughs> understood what you're doing because it's, it's a huge commitment to not only your school, to your basketball program, but to our country. So kind of give us the synopsis, the, the four-year plan. Obviously, you're in year two, but what's going to take place after that? And just kind of give them a, an idea of the craziness that you're, you're experiencing. Yeah, so uh, I go to a service academy. So it's just like uh, Naval Academy, Army, uh, any, of, any of the service academies. It's, it's very similar to that. Um, we basically were on a uh, – we're on a trimester system and a lot of people there's a big misconception about what merchant marine is a lot of people think oh you're you're going into the marine corps after you graduate and uh that's just that's just not the case so basically um merchant marine the the academy gives you an opportunity to go into any branch of the service you can pick any of the five branches of service to go into after graduation or you can uh you can actually sail commercially or work in the maritime industry, so commercial shipping. Uh, you can work shoreside uh, in ports, working on ships, anything like that. So, uh, so that yeah, it's basically you either have the option to work uh, commercially on ships, and but also fulfill a uh, reserve in the Navy for a minimum of eight years. And then, if you decide to go active duty in one of the five branches, um, you have a minimum uh, service requirement of five years. So those are basically your options after you graduate, either go active duty or uh, to go into the commercial shipping industry while also uh, fulfilling your reserve requirement in the Navy. And as far as the school goes, we, uh, we basically fit four years of classes into three years. So we're on a trimester system. Each trimester is 13 weeks. And uh, after your freshman year, you have to... Um, you have to spend one year at sea total to graduate. So after your freshman year, you go out on a ship for roughly four months. And unfortunately for me, uh, the times that I end up having to go out to sea is right before basketball season. So pretty much my whole off season is taken up by being on a ship. And most ships don't have a good gym or a basketball hoop. If you're very lucky, you can get a basketball hoop on your ship. So I came back this year my sophomore year from a ship the season started October 15th and I wasn't able to come to practice until October 24th right from my ship so uh and basically haven't touched the basketball in four months so and you've got a game the next week so you really got to work hard to be able to, to be able to produce early in the season and right now I'm on the uh the eight-month period so after the four-month period I came back for one trimester played my basketball season and then basically went right back out to sea. So I'm on my eight-month period right now. I have uh, I need still need about 180 more sea days uh, to fulfill my 330-day requirement to graduate. So I'm uh, I'm in Charleston right now on a ship, and pretty soon I'll be going to uh, Houston to join a uh, a commercial tanker that'll be going to 
Northern Europe and Greenland, which is, which is pretty cool. But after those eight months is over, um, I'm, uh, I'll be right back into the basketball season. I'll probably be coming around a little late again this year. So it'll be, it'll be definitely be hard to get back into the groove of things. But after, uh, after the basketball season, I'll have four more tries at school. And then I'll have to decide what I want to do with my career after I graduate. So that's basically the synopsis of uh, Merchant, what the Merchant Marine Academy is. And it's in Kings Point, uh, New York. So. Coach, Coach, I really wanted him to be specific on that because I think there's just so many people, especially young people. I had no idea until he told me about this. Like he, he's not going to school and having a ton of fun and doing the normal college life. Like he has committed his is basically his entire life to not only playing a sport for his country basically and for his school, but I mean, he is working his tail off and not really experiencing what most people experience at the college life. So I just, I commend you Blaine for, for what you're doing. I think it's an incredible thing, commitment that you have. Uh, I, I don't expect anything less from you just based upon the, the year and a half I was around you, but coach Bruner, I mean, just, just think about what he's going through, and you know you've you've talked to a lot of athletes, and it's just it's a different world he's living. There's no doubt, and, and Blaine, we just want to all say from the Walton community, thank you for your uh, service, and, and and you know, look, any anybody getting into the academy life understands that this is a different kind of commitment, and um, Blaine, golly, so to understand what that means at your your age and, and getting in there. Um, and look, you've got a great positive outlook. It seems like that's phenomenal. Um, you know, just being into your sophomore year there. So, uh, you know, tip of the hat to you, my man, that's, that's just, it really is special. I mean, we've had some guys come through our program, the academies, and I know it's just, it's tough. It's a tough deal. So, um, uh, I commend your efforts and, uh, we really do appreciate you spending, spending your little bit of free time with us tonight. So thank you, my man. Thank you, Coach. Thank you. Absolutely. Dominic, got a little bit of a different question for you. So, I think most of Raider Nation that's going to watch this, um, Blaine, no offense to you, but Dom's going to up our viewership or our listenership or whatever you want to call it tonight. Uh, <laughs> they all got to watch you play, man, and really see all the great things you were able to accomplish. I mean, we all we knew that we're with you. You know, all the guys on our staff, all the players that were around you, uh, I mean, people kept asking what Dom going to do as a freshman. And for me, I knew you were going to go out there and crush it, dude, just give you the opportunity. Uh, you're just one of the best players I've ever been around in my entire life. So um, you killed it. You had a tough injury, man, at the end of the season. So tell us what the recovery has been like. Obviously, the resources that you spoke of earlier have been great. But, um, you know, those are challenges that not many folks can can kind of realize as a, you know, 18, 19, 20-year-old high school kid, you start getting to that, I'm, I'm kind of getting where I want to be, and you get to deal with that injury. Tell us about your process. How has that been? How's recovery been? Um, and then maybe speak a little about how it's been during the uh, the, the coronavirus. Yeah, um, I mean, ever since I've done it, uh, it's been it's been a good process. I've been ahead a schedule ever since uh, after surgery. And um, – uh, I've been going to the training room before the Corona and just keep, uh, working out, uh, strengthening my leg. But, um, during the coronavirus and everything, uh, they've, uh, they've been texting me like a bunch of uh, plans for me to do and a bunch of uh, workouts for me to do just to keep on top of uh, getting strengthening of, uh, my leg. And, uh, so far it's doing well and, uh, I'm running and I'm, uh, running pretty fast right now. Uh, I'm getting back my speed. But um, everything's going on track so far. Um, they've been sending me a bunch of resources, like a bunch of bands and all that to uh, help me strengthen my leg. And But so far, it's going pretty well. It's um, It's been, I think, 18 weeks since, it's, since the uh, incident. So everything everything's going pretty well over here. That's awesome, man. I know I sent a message to you. I sent a message to your folks. I was – just so the general public knows, Dominic Blaylock is a freak, and uh, these these little things don't get in his way of being being great. So uh, I, I got no fear that you're going to get back out there and continue to do what you did. 
this past season. So, man, I'm excited. Um, like I mentioned earlier, I think I got two of your biggest fans at home. I, uh, I'm hoping one day I can fit into those shoes you've kind of laid out there for me. I don't know if I can ever fill that for my kids. But, no, nah, man, I, I appreciate you being on. I, I told them they went to bed early tonight, but uh, they were excited to, to, to kind of hear that you were getting back in the mix with Walton. So, thank you so much, man. We do appreciate it. Um, and golly, just just blessings to, to both of you guys for, for being with us tonight and um, what y'all are doing. Um, Coach Abney, I think, has a great question to kind of follow this thing up and wrap us wrap us up for the evening. Yeah, real quick, Dom, before I, I go to that question. We're, we want, you know, Raider Nation podcast is kind of, it's just the tip of the iceberg here. And we feel like this episode is really going to send us over the top. We're, it's really not what we're looking for, but we want to be uh, first class, and we feel like this this podcast with you two guys is going to kind of send us to the next level, whatever that means. But for Dog Nation, because we do have many Dog Nation people out there, and we want to have the inside scoop first mentioned here on our podcast, what is the expected return date? Like, do we, we expect to play game one? What's best case scenario for us? Yeah, um, so, so far, since it's been a head schedule, they said uh, I'll be back, like, fall camp, but, like, still limited. And they're, they they said they're trying their best to um, get me back for maybe either the first or second game. So, hopefully, that stays on track and everything. So, I'll, I hope I'll be back early. So Cool. Yeah. We're definitely glad that you're ahead of schedule, and we hope to see that first game. Real quick, before I go to the last question, I also have a Dom story, Coach Bruner. I don't think I've ever told you this. The head coaching job, my first year, I'm teaching health. Going to, I think it was my second period class, and I'm calling roll, going through class, ask people, hey, what's unique about you? Tell me something unusual about yourself. Dom's in the class. I I'm coming from the other side of the county, a basketball guy, wasn't following Walton football super seriously. So I have no idea who this guy is. And whatever his unique thing was had nothing to do with football. So the guy sits in class for like two months before your first season. I have no idea the best player in maybe Walton history is sitting in my class. And he's sitting there, doesn't say a word. Nobody really tells me he's on the football team. And after the first game, obviously, he's had a highlight reel type game, just like every game he has that he plays in. And I come back to class, I'm like, dude, I know you got to be humble and everything, and you don't talk a lot in class anyway, but you could at least tell me you're the star on a football team. So I'm sitting for the first two months in class, just kind of shows you who he is. Uh, he's never going to tell you how good he is. He's never going to tell you uh, the stud that he is. But me being new, I had no idea who he was until after that first game and realized, man, he's in my second period class. So that, I think that, that – Coach, I love that story. That epitomizes who Dominic is. I used to tell coaches they come in, uh, you can walk in our building and, and you never know who he was. Um, and, and I think that goes to who he is and his relationships with his teammates, with his classmates. Uh, he never was too big for, for anybody around him, man. And, and, Dom, man, I just keep that up, dude, because that's just a tremendous way to live your life, dude. And uh, the humility and all that stuff just goes a long way. So – uh, coach, that's that's the world I lived in, man. When I when when I had to ask him, hey, do you do you want me to let these college coaches come talk to you when they come in here? He's like, no, I'm coming to Georgia, coach. I'm good. He didn't want to deal with any of that craziness. He wants to be a great Walton Raider and um, be a great teammate. And he's the he's doing the same thing up there in, in Athens. So, uh, golly, man, I just I love that story. I think it just really presents who Dominic is, man. That's awesome. Well, unfortunately for Blaine, he didn't have the same story because Blaine's about six five six six, and as a basketball coach anytime I see somebody that's over six two I'm asking them who they are where they're from how many years of eligibility they have left so even though I did know him had I not known him and he sat in my class at six six I would have gotten to know him really quick so um I will say that if you were about four inches taller I probably would have known who you were right away but that's uh that's the advantage and disadvantage of of being big or small Anyway, last question here, probably a question that Coach Bruner and I try to answer to our players a lot. And, you know, sometimes it just doesn't really set in for them because 
we're not college, current college athletes. And we wanted you guys to answer this question because you are where some of them say they want to be. Some of them say they're going. And also some of them think they can, and they may not be able to. You know, one of our jobs is to try to encourage players to, to do their best and achieve higher than their expectations. But also at the same time, we, we do have to give them some realistic outcomes, realistic expectations. So our question to, to both of you, starting with Blaine is, you know, give high school current athletes, student athletes, the best piece of advice that you could think of for those who think they want to play college sports or think they can play college sports? Like what's the best piece of advice that you could give them? I've got uh, two things coach, but I think the first thing is that you really need to work hard in the off season. The off season is, is very underrated as far as uh, is what it does to you as a player. And a lot of guys think that, Oh, I practice every day during the season. I can, Playing college now, I'm ready to go. But you really get better in the offseason. You lift weights, you get stronger, uh, you work on your game, your footwork, your speed, your agility, your your jump shot, whatever it may be. But I think if you really want to play college sports, you really need to work hard in the offseason. I mean, you've got to do things that other people don't want to do. There's only a small percentage of, of high school athletes that end up playing in college. And uh, there's a reason for that. I and mean, you really, to be able to play college sports, you, you need to want to put in the work. Um, you have to really work hard in the off season. And the other thing is if you have the opportunity to play in college, I think you need to go to a place where, uh, that fits for you, a place that, especially a place that, uh, you have an opportunity to play in, um, a place that, uh, just you gel with the coach, you gel with the other teammates, a place where you think you can make an impact early on in your career. Uh, a lot of guys, they shoot for, oh, I'm, I can play at Duke University. I can go play at best Division One school in the nation. And their, meanwhile, their their talent level uh, puts them at a, a smaller school that they may be able to have a bigger impact at. So I think just finding the right place for you is really important. Uh, it may not be the biggest school like Dom's playing at, but it uh, just playing at a place there that you can you can fit into and you have a chance to to make an impact is. It's really important. Awesome. Those are two great pieces of advice. Dom, how about you? Best piece of advice you can give a high school player that wants to play at the next level? Uh, my best, biggest thing that I could say is probably working hard, like Blaine said, on the off season. Um, keep working out. Keep uh, managing your craft of uh, what you can do for the sport. And uh, – Basically, you just keep, keep working hard for that sport and just keep trying and just uh, think positive and uh, never give up. I love it, man. Think positive, man. I love it. Absolutely. So, listen, something hopefully crept into Dom's brain as he was with us for a few years. That's, that's one of our core values to project positive energy. So, I love to hear that. I think, you know, for any of our college uh, athletes that have gotten there, it's a lot about positivity. It's a lot about believing in themselves. And uh, kind of like Blaine said, believing in our offseason and all that time we put in, um, dribbling a basketball, that's very valuable But and being able to shoot very valuable. But if we don't have those uh, muscles and all those other skill sets that we need on the court, uh, they're going to be for not. So uh, that's phenomenal. So we're, we're going we're gonna to end this thing with shout-outs. And I'm going to do my shout-outs first. So I just got to say – Thank you guys both for being on. Um, you guys have done a tremendous job, obviously, representing what Walton High School Athletics has done for you guys. Um, we hope that what what we're doing here is kind of showing some of the folks that are going to follow in your footsteps how you get there. Um, you know, Dominic, you're a special talent. And Blaine, you're a special talent. And I think, you know, the big realization is all our athletes are special talents in a lot of different ways. Um, not everybody's going to be Blaine. Not everybody's going to be Dom. Um, but my, my shout out goes to all of our athletes who go off and to play college athletics, um, no matter what the level is. Uh, for me, it provided me with an opportunity to get somewhere where otherwise I, I would never have been able to go. Um, it had a lot to do with where I'm at right now. Uh, so I think sometimes we're all chasing the biggest star out there, um, but sometimes the right star means more than the biggest star. So uh, shout out to all those athletes who are where they're at um, right now. I'm going to pass the mic over to to, to Blaine 
any shout-outs you might have, my man? I'm going to make a, a, a kind of a cliche shout-out, but I'm going to shout-out my parents. Um, I wouldn't be able to have an opportunity to play college sports if my dad and my mom wouldn't drive me to all those practices, uh, pay for all those training sessions, uh, rebound for me in the driveway, and uh, just really support me over the last 20 years of my life. So hey, I'm going to shout-out my parents for just for being – being who they are and helping me get to where I am now. I love it, man. I love it, Blaine. Shout out, shout out to Blaine's folks, man. Dom, who your shout-outs going to, my man? Uh, I'm going to thank like, all my coaches in high school, too, and uh, everybody like helping me and believing me. Uh, Coach Bruno helped me a lot. Coach Abney helped me a lot in class, too. But um, just uh, thanking them for everything they've done for me, uh, thanking my parents for uh, pushing me every day and uh, raising me and just being the person I am today. I love it. Shout out to your folks too, man. I think uh, they raised a phenomenal young man. I, I just, I can't speak enough on, on both you guys and just what kind of tremendous young men you are. Coach Abney, what kind of shout out you got tonight, my man? I'm going to echo you, these two guys. As I said at the beginning, uh, I've, once we, we talked about this two or three weeks ago about getting, some college folks on, and I think both of us immediately went to each one of our, our players here that we selected. Uh, I've just – I've been really looking forward to this, mainly just because we don't get to connect very much as much as we would like with our former players, but especially guys like this that um, not only have meant so much in our program but are representing our program so well outside of Walton and beyond. So thank you guys for just being with us and hanging out with us for a few minutes. Uh, shout out to you guys. Got a couple speaking of college sports. Uh, one that happened about a month ago I didn't get a chance to mention. Jordan Kruger, who uh, spent a year at Link Prep, which is a prep school. You know, he didn't have to go to prep school. He was a pretty high academic guy, but decided to do that just to potentially boost his opportunity to play college sports. And he just signed a, an ink to deal at my alum at Barry College. So he'll be going to Barry next year. So congratulations to him for playing uh, college basketball next year at Barry. I'm excited to be able to see him play, being a little bit more local than Blaine. I did promise Blaine that I would make it to one of his games in four years. So my wife and I are kind of tentatively planning a, a vacation slash trip to New York to, to watch him play. So keep begging him to get his coach to play something a little more south. But I think my wife doesn't want that, so we can get that trip to New York but shout out to Jordan for going to Barry College and then a new one I want to shout out Cole Morris our senior uh, one of our three seniors this year just got uh, a really cool opportunity to be a, a preferred walk-on at the University of Tennessee I just got the call a couple days ago and he'll be heading up there Tennessee has a really really good engineering program and that was what interest him to start with he got into the school got a pretty substantial academic scholarship and then I think they saw a 6'8 dude that uh, had quite a bit of potential on him and having an opportunity to have him as preferred walk-on. So congratulations to Cole Morris getting an opportunity to walk on a, to a pretty special place in the University of Tennessee. As a coach, I have a lot of respect for Rick Barnes, so I'm excited to hopefully get the inside track on getting to a practice or two of that. So congrats to them. And then I know several times you've shouted out your coaches. I've gotten a hard time about that, but you know, my coaches have kind of been on the in the back lately. We've been kind of deciding what we wanted to do to keep our, our team together. We're not quite as pressed for time as you guys in terms of getting things in. And we decided this past week we were going to do some Zoom sessions. We thought about a book study. We thought about a video series on leadership like you're doing. And finally, we just we came to the conclusion, you know, we're going to have some fun. But while we're having fun, we're going to learn. So we decided to take – the last dance Michael Jordan series and take one, two episodes per week and just talk about them. I've watched all four and our coaches, the assistants are doing this. So coach Goodwin, coach Starch and coach uh, Reddick are all kind of organizing each team. And we're just going to have a little zoom session, talk about how Jordan and his days with Pippen and Rodman, just a lot of different dynamics can kind of apply to, Walton and being a great teammate and so I'm really thankful for those guys who's kind of taking the load off of me I'm letting them do it I'm going to be on the, the zoom session but they're going to do the talk and they're going to lead it I'm really looking forward to that so I appreciate what they've done to, to put in that time 
And for now, our final finale, Coach, final thoughts. Your favorite part. It keeps getting harder and harder for me because I'm running out of material. So what you got? Hey, look, I hope you've got good stuff tonight. I'm going to keep it simple, and I'm going to go right back to where I've been all night tonight. I just think my final thoughts tonight are with all the parents, all the staff, all the faculty. Just listen. You know, one-year athletes work tremendously hard. Their time commitment within the uh, building at Walden is – Really, I don't think any of you guys understand the time that they put into what they're doing. Uh, it's not just with their athletic programs. Typically, it's beyond that. Uh, the time commitment uh, for them to do that, be involved with all their other activities, as well as make good grades, uh, it's tremendous. So just you know, keep those things in mind as we get back to getting to our normal, our status quo. Uh, and my final thoughts also go back out to, you know, I think the athletes, as they're trying to get and figure out where their place is in life, it's hard to figure out where we're all going to be um, you know, again, I, I didn't know where I was coming out of high school, where I was going to go play. I found the right place for me. I got a great education. I got to play a lot more football there than I could have played at other places. Uh, it was the right place for me. And I think as we all come out of this and try to figure out where we're going and, and finding the next path for our young people, or if you are a young person where you're going to go, uh, finding the right place, I think, is the biggest piece to the puzzle. So, uh, Coach Abney, I'm excited. I've been looking forward to this all day. Tell me your final thoughts, my man. As I said, I, we're on week five here, and I'm running out. I am really running out, but we'll, we'll give it our best try. We got the three as usual. First one, it says, life would be a triple slide if we did not have to drag our sled back up the hill from time to time. <laughs> life would be a joyful slide if we did not have to drag our sled back up the hill from time to time. I think that's a good lesson in life. You know what? Dragging the sled builds our character, Coach. It's not always the fun times that, that makes us better. I think both of these guys that are on here now can, can tell you that. You know, they're better people because of what they've gone through this past year. Yes, there's a lot of fun in seeing 50,000 fans or how many ever fans Dom's playing in front of, and there's a lot of fun in uh, being a part of something bigger than yourself like Blaine's doing. But in the end, you know, that – that fun is kind of a result of, of dragging that sled back up the hill. So, lesson for everybody, whether you're a sports person or not. Uh, number two, you're either a germ or a big dose of vitamin C for your team. You're either a germ or a big dose of vitamin C for your team. In the words of John Gordon, who's the most popular positive guy, he's going to say it this way. He's going to say, you're an either an – energy vampire or you're an energy giver you either yes sir you either suck the life out of your team and be an energy vampire or you're an energy giver and give life to your team make your team better and then the last one this is something that a lot of people especially our older listeners have probably heard before there's just a slight different perspective i'm not going to say whether this is right or wrong but pretty pretty impressive little thought here Uh, You've heard the saying before that says, before you judge a man, walk a mile in his shoes. A lot of people have heard that before. Before you judge a man, walk a mile in his shoes. Different perspective. Before you judge a man, walk a mile in his shoes. But after that, who cares? He's a mile away and you have his shoes. After that, who cares? He's a mile away. And you got his shoes. That's what I was waiting for all week, Coach Abney. That one right there, my man. I love it. <laughs> I'm going to take the shoes and run. Awesome. Hey, fellas. Again, we want to thank both of you for coming on. You know, uh, it means a lot for us. Do us a favor. Once this, uh, our sports media club, Evan Crowell, who we talked about and talked with us last week, he'll, he'll put this out on social media tomorrow so look for it and you guys have many more viewers many more social media connections than we do so make sure you tag that to all your friends maybe we can get some dog nation people some merchant marine academy just wanting to listen to you guys not so much for us but kind of get us a little publicity when i say us i'm talking about walton podcast not coach bruner and i um we're nothing fancy to listen to but make sure you uh publicize that for us so you can get your your name out there as well. I know there's a lot of people that may have nothing to do with Walton that still want to hear you guys talk and 
get the inside scoop on what's going on in your life. So thank you to both of you and Walton fans next week, another special surprise. It's in the works. Hopefully we'll get it worked out a little different perspective from these college athletes and we'll be back next week. Thanks for joining us. Thanks so much guys. We appreciate y'all being here. Raider nation. Stay, stay safe. Be good out there. Don Blaine. We really do appreciate y'all being with us. Thanks so much. Thank you for having us.